Why, hello there, gang. Mike here. And you may have heard in the last episode, we had a little bit of a run-in with some hoodlums. They stole my laptop. And on that laptop were all these amazingly cool episodes of Dating NSF featuring Mike and Mike. Well, we thought we lost those episodes forever, but alas, we have reclaimed them, and we are playing them for you now. So, please enjoy A Blast from the Past. This was originally going to be episode 22 or so. This is going to be stolen episode number two, and we hope you enjoy it. and gentlemen, welcome to Dating NSF featuring Mike and Michael. Ah, Mike, it's good to be here. How you doing, brother? Good. I'm just admiring this back scratcher you got here. Ah, uh, thanks. My back scratcher is your back scratcher. It, so Mike has a thing for Tiger. The last couple of times he just came back from his Asia trip, the fact <laughs> that he had a, a tiger jacket, now he has a tiger back scratcher. <laughs> and it does, it's shaped like a little tiger claw. Yeah, so he's like, I'm sure Mike has tiger blood, just like Charlie Sheen. That would be amazing. I, I, I wish I had tiger blood. So um, in this episode, uh, it is uh, recently Mike and I were reading an article and it had a really cool name. It was it was called Dating in SF. That was the cool part. But then it said sucks for the same reason that living in San Francisco sucks. Mm. And I went, this is perfect. This is exactly the kind of stuff that that more. I want more articles like this because mm-hmm. it's tied in so perfectly with our show. Yeah, and if you you could probably find me on the comment section. <laughs> I know. Yeah, and uh, you know it's funny. It's like. You know, in this podcast, we, um, we we talk about many different topics. We try to keep it fresh, right? But mm-hmm. it's been quite a while since we've really reflected on the things in SF that, in particular, kind of suck when mm-hmm. it comes to dating, right? And um, so, in particular, this article touches on a few interesting points. And they're not necessarily points that Mike and I completely agree on um, or that we've at least encountered in our own experiences. But uh, some of them were, were pretty interesting. There's a, this overall um, complaint uh, in this article, you know, um, that talks about how people are uh, really intimidated by, how do I say it, people who make a lot of money. Like, let's say, for example, I think what they were suggesting in the article was something along the lines of, hey, um, I am a working class guy, and um, I'm going on dates with, you know, these women who are lawyers, doctors, sure. et cetera. Mm-hmm. And, um, Great. That means she goes pay the bill. <laughs> Duh. Duh. Um, so I'm going on these dates with these women. I'm intimidated. Uh-huh. I don't know if I make enough to go on dates with them. Right. And, um, and they think that sucks. Um, but what's funny is there's not really an elaboration on why it sucks. Mm-hmm. Like, does it does the does the um, frustration kind of just start and end with the fact that well they make more money than me? Because mm-hmm. if so, sure. that's totally fine. I don't know if that's a problem. Um, let's let's dive into it. Let's let's dissect this, Mike. Yeah. What do you think so far? I think it's a, it's more of perspective. The way of thinking is the man should be the breadwinner. Should bring the hunter gatherer mindset. Like, hey, I am man. I bring home all this stuff so that I have power and domain within my house. I think that's just a very old school way of thinking. Sure. So this is what, but what's interesting about it though Mm -hmm. is, okay, yes, I understand that both men and women of this variety exist, right? Like Mm -hmm. uh, maybe the, the money grubbing kind of way of life. Like Mm -hmm. um, there's an article a little while back that I saw where (laughs) there was this woman who went on a first date with a guy, I think it was in Britain. And then, uh, she like ordered champagne and a steak and like all the fixings. And the guy said, okay. And the guy only ordered something really small. Let's say he ordered like a pork chop or something, right? Hmm. 
his meal was like fifteen dollars, mm-hmm. hers was like a hundred dollars. Sure. And he goes, Well, I'd like you to pay for your bill and I'll pay for mine. She uh-huh. goes, This is an outrage. <laughs> You're supposed to pay for this, you jerk. So there are those situations where people are clearly on these dates uh-huh. and taking advantage of the fact that, hey, this guy will pay or she'll pay for me or whatever. Sure. But um I, I honestly can't ever say that I've been on a date with a woman who makes a lot of money who like ever made me feel like I didn't make enough to no. to satisfy her. Neither, right. Neither, neither did I. Right. And you know, it's like, yes, it it, it is likely that uh-huh. you will date a high earning woman in sure. San Francisco for sure. That'd be great. Because right? they will they have more than be happy to splurge on you. Right. And I really think that and again, this is just pulling from our own experiences because mm-hmm. Mike and I have talked about this quite a bit, but you know, I would say that the women who um, who we've dated, who tend to be on the higher earning side, you know, like let's say a doctor, a lawyer, sure. someone who's successful in tech, right? Um, they tend to be pretty damn generous. Very. Um, and it, it's not like they're ever going to be mad at you for taking them to a reasonably priced restaurant. It's it's not like if you date these women, you have to make sure every restaurant is Michelin star, right? Mm-hmm. It's not like your first date is at the French Laundry, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that, I'm, and I'm just going to say this, I know that everybody has different dating experiences. I, I think kind of what Mike and I are both saying here is that you don't, if you're a guy who is making, let's say, not that much money, and you're dating a woman who makes a ton, mm-hmm. I don't think you need to be intimidated. I think you can just, you know what, it's like you, you're brought together because you have a great connection. Mm-hmm. It's not about the places you're taking them to dinner, right? I, I think that we could lay this one to rest. I think this can be debunked. And if it bothers you, I think you need to get over it. Yeah, it's, it's her ego, man. Yeah. It's her ego. That's hey, again, one. if I get a girl who's making like a million dollar salary because she's executive, whatever, hell yeah. Gold <laughs> mine, baby. Right, it's, right. Hey, I'm just talking about equal opportunity. The fact that some women, I've noticed, I've I had colleagues, I have girls who told me mm. use Tinder, all these apps, just get free dinner from guys. Oh, boy. Equal opportunity for me, man. Yeah. A free dinner for a woman. <laughs> you know, I just dress, I look uh, nice, you know, I put uh, on my hair, you know. Right. Walk out there, it looks good. Uh-huh. You look arm candy for the ladies. Right. Well, you know, what with that. <laughs> the good news, too, I would say that, uh, you know, speaking from the guys, the, uh, the hetero guy standpoint, right? I do recall that uh, a lot of times when I was in these dating apps, like the Tenders, the Bumbles, mm-hmm. Hinge, Clover, all sure. those, um, you'd be like kind of swiping through and it wouldn't be all that uncommon to find a woman who's like just flat out telling you. And like, she, she seems to almost be joking because it's like so over the top. She's like, wine me, dine me the end. Or like, I'm looking for a guy who will take me to, you know, the uh, eight star Michelin restaurant that the first of its kind ever in San Francisco. Um, You you know, where they're basically just saying, yes, uh, take me out on a date. I'm going to use you. But it's, I had a girl, I went on a girl. On a date with a girl like that. Oh, you did? Yeah. Okay, tell us. She, she, for, first of all, she wasn't that impressive. The fact uh, that I would take her somewhere nice. I took her to that, what's the really famous pizza joint in North Beach? Oh, the one that we always go to? Not not North Beach Pizza, the other one. Oh, go, is it Golden Boy? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I took Golden her to Boy. That. I, don't think okay. she, I don't think she wanted to brag. Like, I'm sure she could brag. Oh, I went on a, on a date with a hot guy. Uh-huh. But he took me to Golden Boy? <laughs> Hey, listen, that's some damn good pizza. I could, I could smell that bullshit out, and I could, like, right onto that. You know what? She did you a favor. I'm glad she showed her true colors early on. Yeah. No, like, if you, like, again, like, the, when you go out for dinner, like, for your first date, don't ever drop more than $100 on the whole date in general. Yep. There's not really any need to, yeah. unless you have just an excessive bar tab. Yeah, if you guys are just super fun. But there's tons of bars that are like super cheap. Yeah, our so, favorite. 
a few of them. Yeah. But uh, one of our, uh, I think, all-time favorites for the cheapest, uh-huh. absolute guaranteed cheapest drinks in the city at a great venue happens to be the Saloon. Yeah. The oldest bar in San Francisco. That's true. Love that place. That place is like rock and roll. It's um, very old, old school. school. Super old school. Super old school. It's not for everyone. It is a dive. Yeah. Some, some of those like, people are from Burning Man and you yeah. can see the age. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I will say one of my favorite things about that bar is that it transcends all age ranges. That's right. You, you can have guys who are 21, guys and gals who are 21. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are uh, men and women who are like in their 80s. Uh, there, last time we were there, there's like this dude who like must have been 85 and he had an eye patch and like a leather biking jacket. I'm like, this guy is amazing. Yeah. He looked like Snake Bliskin. That's right. Yeah. But if, again, guys, girls, so on the girls side, I'm, I'm right. sure like when you wine and dine, I'm sure there's some kind of pressure you feel. Mm-hmm. We're like, oh my God, this guy's spending so much money, blah, blah. Like, yes, if the person has the money to spend, good for him. Right. But if the guy's obligated, oh my God, I have to spend a lot of money on this girl. I'm sure the girl on a day could sense that pressure. Sure. And you guys are never chill. So when I actually went out with girls who are like really well off, mm-hmm. I've dated girls who are natural SF locals yep. that were living Presidio. Like like when you look at their, their Facebook, their Instagram stuff, they're from really wealthy family. Sure. But the thing is that they don't want to go to any fancy restaurant. Mm-hmm. They just want something like a very chill place to go to. Right. It's always, It comes down to the experience yeah, oftentimes. It's all how, right? how cool you are, like how yeah. well you get along with one another. There's this girl who I went to college with. Um, she was very, very well off. Mm-hmm. She um, she comes from a super wealthy family. Um, she's she's an, uh, an Iranian woman who uh, I think was raised in London, mm-hmm. and uh, she's like just a sweet, awesome girl. And I, I love this person. Um, and I remember being intimidated as a guy hanging out with her because she was just crazy rich. I mean, like, um, I I get it. You know, mm-hmm. it's like she lived in you know like a, a high rise in SF. Uh, when I was just getting out of college, I'm like, hmm. it was hard for me to afford my gym membership. <laughs> and she had this ridiculous high rise that, you know, her parents yeah, paid yeah. for. Right. And all of her, all of her stuff, all of her clothes were like, you know, designer dresses. Yeah, she had like yeah. these crazy nice, uh-huh. you know, accessories and, and purses and stuff like that. And I remember just feeling like, dude, I I'm not really worthy. But the thing is, of course you are. Hmm. Like she, every time we would hang out, like she really didn't give a crap if like, if we went to, you know, Whatever we could like take Bart, which smells like pee, you know, and like the bus by homeless people, right, and go to Zeitgeist and like have a a beer, right? And she would have the time of her life. Like, Uh I I think we just need to get over this entire like thing where it's like they make so much more money than me. It's like it's 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 not a monetary gain, like unless you're a gold digger, yeah, go for it, right? Right, it's not a monetary gain, right? Um, I will just say one other one other thing that comes to mind is um. You know, when I was fresh out of college, I, d- I dated this woman who made a lot, a lot more money than me. Mm-hmm. And um, she just wasn't quite aware of, you know, how not everybody makes as much money as her. Sure. And so for our very first date, she goes, hey, let's meet at this restaurant. Mm-hmm. And it was a restaurant in the Silicon Valley, you know, like um, San Carlos area. God, it was so effing expensive. Um, it was the most money I'd ever had. Uh, it was it was like the most expensive restaurant I had ever been to at the time, hmm. and I was really sweating it. Like I went, geez, like I uh, have you ever heard of uh, imposter syndrome? Yes. So it's like this this idea of like you know for example when you get a great job, mm-hmm. it's like I'm an imposter. They're gonna find out. I'm I can't possibly have got this job. I'm a fraud. And kind of on this date, I felt the same way. I'm like, this is a very high class woman. Uh-huh. I can't possibly afford sure. going dating with her or dating her. And like. But you know what? She, like, yes, she, like this restaurant was expensive, but mm-hmm. she didn't feel how expensive it was because mm-hmm. to her it was nothing. And she kind of was living in this circle of rich friends. It's a bubble. 
Right. And so she totally had lost touch with the fact that not everybody can afford or frequent this kind of restaurant. Sure. But the thing is, it's like, it's okay to just real, to, to even have a talk if you yeah. wanted to. However, that, um, the, what you said, Mike, is a perfect example because they're so accustomed to that. Right. If you take, her, if they take that person out of the environment mm-hmm. somewhere new and they appreciate the same thing you appreciate, it tells you a, a longer lasting relationship. Indeed. A lot of people, and I know Mike is going to slap me for saying this, a lot of people don't need to be going to the you know these crazy expensive places. Mm-hmm. They're perfectly happy with going on, what is it, Mike? A hike, for example, which is free. <laughs> <laughs> nah um, Again the hike should be your When she's a girlfriend <laughs> uh, Yeah for those of you Who uh, didn't hear that episode Or a few episodes When we talked about this uh, I would say that Most of the women That, that I've dated uh, Tend to like hikes mm-hmm. You always see it On the dating apps Like what are your interests <laughs> Food and hikes um, But Mike That's did good. go Can you, you tell us What happened with that one girl Oh yeah so, <laughs> girl, I was like Mike So what are we going to do On Sunday And, she, and before I reply And she texts me If you say hike I'm going to jump <laughs> Apparently, every dude is taking a hike. Right. Really boring ass hikes, too. <laughs> there are, I'm sure there are boring hikes, but come on, there's so many awesome trails here. Just saying. Yeah. If you like, if you kind of like dangle a carrot in front of her, oh, we're going this hike, but I have something special in mind. I say, oh, it's going to be very saucy, or he's going to try to murder me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, in this article, Mike, mm-hmm. there's uh, this is so a- the first part is debunk. Being right. someone, you're trying to date someone who makes more money than you, mm. don't sweat it. Yeah. It's probably not really as big of a deal as you think. It's not. As long as you and the person are having a good time, mm. if you feel like you're being pressured to spend money, mm. get out of that date. That's yeah. not worth your amount of time. I will just say um, on one final note, mm-hmm. um, some people really love career-driven people, um, which doesn't necessarily need, mean, need to mean that you make a lot of money. No. But um, I will just say that for, for, for some of us, like for example me, mm-hmm. I'm just saying straight up, I, I will tell you this, I do not give a crap what a girl does for a living, as long as she does what makes her happy. Exactly. That's yeah. the word you want. Replace career-driven with passion. Yeah. If the person's exactly. passionate, I don't care if my girl's like passionate about pot making, and her pot making looks great. Yeah. I mean, if I, she works at, honestly, if she works at Hot Dog on a Stick, and, mm-hmm. that, and she loves doing that, that's yeah. fine. That's okay. Yeah. You it's, know why? Because huh. as long as the person you're with, they're happy, and they're passionate about the thing huh. they love. That's great. Yeah. Because they give you your, your own runway to do whatever you want. They'll support you. Indeed. Like indeed. If, like, when, if I make a billion dollars, right. my wife still makes pot. I don't care. Like, yeah. no, that's how, she's happy doing her thing. Yeah. I'm happy doing my thing. If they're happy, it's going to be so much easier for you to be happy together. Yeah. Like, unless, you know, some, some couples are like, quote unquote, Silicon Valley power couple. Like, oh, I run a C, I'm a CEO of this. I'm like <clears throat> head of marketing for this. Like, Definitely <sighs> exists, right? There's a lot of that. A ton. Of, we know a ton of people like that, too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah, they're, they're, they're and there's they're, okay, and their and their parties are never different. You you go to five parties, you miss the other the next five the uh, next year, right? Nothing changed, right? So um, I was going to say another part of this art uh, this article. It's uh, this particular next section that we've talked about, Mike, a little bit is um, this is from the female standpoint, and um, let's see. So there's a lot of ghosting. We've talked about that. Uh, a lot of people in San Francisco have commitment issues. They're kind of like poly dating. Mm. Um, I wouldn't honestly say that's a San Francisco thing. I think that's just kind of an a global, Ameri- yeah, a global prob- thing. Pro- to be honest. Probably global, but at least an American thing sure. at the very least. Sure. Um, you know, it's just it's so easy to date multiple people, and it's exciting. We've talked about this a few times. Yeah, bigger net, more fish. <laughs> right. Uh, so some people just really enjoy. It's like in the past they never had the ability to date multiple people. Uh-huh. Then you suddenly have this app which connects you with all these attractive people. 
And <laughs> you can date a lot of them. Quote, unquote, attractive people. Right. Not in San Francisco. <laughs> yeah, I got all these, but, um, all these freaks on the bars. Indeed. Um, so there's another section. And again, this is the, the section that... Uh, one of the sections that has to do with a female standpoint of why dating in San Francisco sucks. Uh, so I'm going to quote. There's uh, also some mildly satisfying tech bro hateage. Um, all the engineers have love the same damn things. Uh, let's eat dinner and then play video games or go climbing to a climbing gym. Drink IPAs or whiskey. Talk about my startup. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Um, <laughs> so Mike and I were saying, that is so not us. But then we realized it's like, oh, crap. We do really like our whiskey. Um, we do like video games. Yeah, we, Mike and I do love video games, but... Here's the thing. We know that a lot of women do not like them. So if we're going to ask a woman to play video games, we're going to do it only because we know that they like it. Yeah. You get a, girl, a hot it. girl who play video games. Of course. It's a catch. Yes. And there's nothing quite like uh, converting a woman who does not play video games into a gaming fan. Ooh, that's going to be hard. That's tough. Yeah. I, I don't actually recommend trying that, by the way, mm-hmm. because, um, you know, it's, they don't like it. You don't try to force them into it. Oh, well, you should start off with dance. Uh, Dance Revolution. <laughs> really? Yeah. Let's see. It's I'm, a, trying it's to, I'm trying to think of what my gateway video game drug is. Dancing? The dance da- game? Dancing is a great one. Yeah. I, I think the Taiko, the Taiko drumming game is good. That's good too. Anything interactive. But uh, Mario Brothers. Mo- most Western girls don't know how that, the drum thing works. Yes. That might be hard. I would say that almost every woman I've ever met of any age loves uh-huh. Mario Brothers. Hey, Mike, remember that one time you, go, you get your ass whooped? Buy a chick at Mario Kart, despite you and one of our friend Thomas uh-huh. brag how good they are at Mario Kart. Are we have be- <laughs> you guys got beaten by this blonde chick. Uh, no, you did too. We all got beaten. No, no, because you guys fucked me over. You guys keep throwing <laughs> that blue shell at me. I was first place oh, for the no. first two laps. Hey, Mike, it's okay. It's okay to be beaten once in a while. Yeah, but you, you two fools were uh, bragging how good you guys were. You get oh, beaten by a chick. Well, that's okay. I am really good at the game, but she was just better. <laughs> These things happen, Mike. <laughs> all right. Okay, so what do you think about this? Uh-huh. Like, do you, uh, like, obviously, uh, obviously we don't go on dates with guys, so mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's kind of hard for us to comment, but um, do you typically hear whether it's, you know, like when you're in a bar and you hear conversations going on, okay. do you, or, you know, through your, listening to your female friend mm-hmm. stories, do you ever hear anything like that? Like, girls going on these dates and they're saying, oh my God, all they want to do is play video games, talk about their startup, drink whiskey, go to a climbing gym. Like, are these things that you've, you've heard? No. I've I've heard from the girls there they find a bunch of creepers. Exactly. That's why this article seems kind of funny to me. It's like it is written by a quote one unquote, person, one yeah. sheer experience. Right, and it's written based off of a lot of commentary online on mm-hmm. like you know uh, on like Reddit and stuff like that. But what's funny about this is, is like this is like a totally different SF that is not really based in in any reality that I'm aware of. Exactly. I, I met the guy on uh, online playing playing video game. And he was talking about so much shit. Like, oh yeah, I'm from Orange County. I make like. 200k on condos like what condos everyone owns a house in orange county man <laughs> that's actually true i mean that... like if you're playing if you're making so much money why are you playing this fucking video game I don't know. you need to sell some house right now right and on top of that like places in orange county are very reasonably priced very cheap you can you buy can a like nice two, house 200k on the beach. for 200k yeah on the beach yeah uh, not at the beach front but yeah like a couple houses a few back. blocks away yeah. that's nothing you can go to Huntington Beach. I love Huntington Beach. Huntington, the best beach. Great, great prices. Tons of wine, tons of outdoor malls. Just saying. Easy chill. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I, um, I don't doubt that these things are happening. Um, but, yeah, I, I really tend to agree with Mike. I, I think that um, a bigger problem that, that I've just heard through my female friends and, and uh, you know, stories that we hear from our listeners, uh, there tend to be a lot more creepers in general. It's not funny, but it's like a lot of these guys just... 
I really don't know what it is. And maybe it's not only a San Francisco mm-hmm. thing, but a lot of these guys are just creepers. It's like they show up on these dates and they just like lack social skills. That's why they, 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 that's lack... why they talk about their startups and whatever they're like, <laughs> how much money they make. Yeah, 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 exactly. Right. It's because like the, I guess some, some guys or girls mm-hmm. don't have other um, social skills. I've been sure. on dates who with girls who are horrible. Like they're very timid. They don't want to do anything. Right. And they're very boring. Right. Like, it's true. Both sides, man. Like for me, because like both me and Mike, we travel the world a lot. We do. We get into a lot of troubles. You know, we have a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. We get a lot, of, lot, of, tons of life experience. Like we, like literally, it was so. It'll be so easy for any of us just go on date. Like, right. Let's talk about at one time we were in this place. Yep. We go on forever. Yeah, and you know, one thing that uh, a lot of people complain about, they go, um, "Dating profiles are so boring because everybody just." We says, covered that before in one of our episodes. Right. Right. Dating profiles are so boring. Everyone always is a traveler. Uh-huh. Who doesn't love vacation? We're all sure. travelers. Yes and no. Um, Hawaii is is one vacation, whereas let's say going you know to the Middle East or Africa or Asia or okay. Europe is quite another, right? Uh-huh. Um, everybody, and I I know that everybody has heard basically this kind of basic advice, uh-huh. but it's great advice. Yeah, everybody should have to travel outside of the U.S. Exactly. Canada doesn't count. Mm-hmm. Canada does not let's, count. Let's, let's, all right, let's put it in another perspective, Mike. Yes. We complain about like, everyone's profiles the same, blah blah blah. You yourself look into yourself and ask yourself what makes you more unique than another person. And don't tell me because you do hot yoga. Right. There's twenty other people in that freaking class that's a hot yoga. Mm-hmm. Unless you go in that. So I've been like I've been some my uh, Instagram following mm-hmm. uh, or I follow some people like this one chick who lives in Hawaii. She's a marine biologist. She swims a great white shark, and she takes like crazy photos. There's like no there's no cage, mm-hmm. just her that's with no shark. I've seen people, some people, like, walk on hot lava. Those are extreme cases. Like Hot okay. lava? Yeah, hot lava. They have, like, so special hot, boots. So not hot coals, but hot lava. Hot lava. Like, way hotter. Oh, my Lord. It's, like, a thousand degrees. Right? They could, like, cook a steak. There's, like, those are some really fun pictures. But they, uh-huh. they enjoy that. You know, they're scientists. Mm-hmm. So you could go to that extreme. Mm-hmm. Or you have these guys. Okay. But the, but the fact that, yes, you want something different. Why don't you try to date these guys or mm-hmm. these they, these girls? Mm-hmm. But they're even harder because you're not in, like, in their range. Right. So maybe... As yourself, you have to understand what are your range of comfort mm-hmm. before you judge. Like, oh, these people are the same. Like, everyone works in the city, man. Like, they don't have time to like do skydiving while programming every day. <laughs> like, what do you want? Right. Yeah, no, it's true. It's uh, when you create your dating profile, it's you should be a lot less worried about like, oh, let me set up a persona. Let me try to sound super cool. It's sure. Like, you know what? The thing is, like, guaranteed there's going to be really cool stuff about you mm-hmm. that is unique to you that people will dig, you know? Exactly. So we mentioned this before. Mm-hmm. We've seen guys who just go and, go and uh, watch a YouTube video or go on Google and look at what are the best profile setup and have the most generic one. That should work for some girls. Some girls are just looking for these quality. Right. But if you just want to stand up for a crowd and you hey, I want to do shadow puppets, <laughs> go for it, dog. Just go for it. Yeah. Yeah. So one thing that we, uh, unfortunately, we have not had any, any gay guests on our show yet. Um, we really need to. Well, we'll change that in the future. We have a couple of gay friends. Of course. Okay. Of course. Uh, so uh, we uh, we definitely need to make this happen soon. Mm-hmm. But one of the complaints in the article is that um, it's like all you guys ever talk about in this article is like oh the you know the tech bros how annoying or um, this that and the other thing. But a lot of times what's frustrating is like you know of course we have this show it's called Dating in SF and obviously San Francisco is known for having a very large and um, you know vocal uh, gay population mm-hmm. and uh, it's like. You never talk about the, you know, what it's like uh, to be a gay person dating in San Francisco. Well, it's actually yeah. a great point. Yeah, exactly. So we'll have some guests. First of all, both me right. and Mike are very uh, hetero. 
You know, we we, we actually we spent last week. Speak weekend. for yourself, Buster. Sure. You look, you're looking pretty hot to me over here. Thank you. So we like both. We just took some girls to Castro last weekend. We had a great yes. time, like dancing. Um, wait, wait, wait. Hold on. What is the Castro for folks who don't know what that is? Right, the Castro is the gay district in San Francisco. It is a uh, predominantly gay part mm-hmm. of San Francisco. Yep. Very. It is uh, further south. Wait, no, no, that's, that's it's not. It's south of Market. Yeah, south of Market. It was. It's before the mountain. It's uh, yeah. So if you start over at the ferry building, right? If you start over at the water and you're uh, you're on Market Street, right? You uh, basically take Market down past Hayes Valley, boom, 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 and then you, you hit, can't miss it if you go yeah. down straight. Then you hit the Castro, yeah. and you start seeing a lot of gyms and bright colors and uh, gay bars, and then and the big on the big uh, pride flag, rainbow flags, yeah, and then uh, and then of course hot cookie, everybody's favorite uh, bake shop. Overhype. You, everyone, <laughs> Overhyped. Just, everyone just just go to you dessert story. Best best dessert place. Oh yeah. Place. I know that place sounds so good. Your you you haven't good. been there yet. Yeah, but um, sixteen dollar for a layer cake. <laughs> well, one thing that I wanted to say that was actually really really funny. It's uh, a funny story from my old bartending days. But um, back when I was still bartending, I one time had a guy come up to me mm-hmm. uh, at the bar. Yeah, and um, he goes, uh, he goes, give me a vodka tonic, uh, and then um, I'm like, all right, and then he goes, make it gay bar strong, and I'm like, okay, so I start like I I pour like. Two ounces of vodka, right? Uh-huh. Which is, you know, more half an ounce more than a normal shot. And then I'm like, is that good? And he goes, gear. <laughs> I'm like, okay. And so I like literally take the vodka and I just pour and pour and pour. And he goes, gear, gear. He goes, yeah, there. And then I'm like, okay. And then he, I'm like, try this. How does it taste? Pretty take, gay. He, he takes a sip. He goes, now that's a gay vodka tonic <laughs> or whatever it was. And I'm just like, what is, what is this guy talking about? Mm-hmm. Okay, now let us tell you. Uh, if you go to these bars on the Castro, which I took, which I took you guys to some of my favorite ones. Of course, yeah, Mike. Uh, so I, I will just, I will just be totally honest. Like uh, the the Castro is kind of hit or miss with me. Oh, I um, love Castro. The Castro used to be have legendary Halloweens, right? Like way back. Oh yeah, it was, way back. Ex- uh, there was a couple like backstory. The lore was like there's a couple incidents. Like it was right. like totally not cool. And the cash out that stuff. Yeah, those are lots oh, of creepers. There, there's some crazy crimes that were yeah. going on. There were, I think there were. Uh, no way, no. Unfortunately, it yeah, it, it started getting really, really out of hand. So they had to cut those parties down. Um, but you know, it's like um, you know, I've had some really great times in the Castro, mm-hmm. um, and then I've had some like really not like just very mediocre times. Mm-hmm. And um, but one thing that you can definitely be sure of is when you go to the Castro, it is like um, for those of you who have not been to these uh, these gay bars. They're very different in a, in in a fun way, right? They're they're pretty exciting, um, and the drinks are crazy strong, so, super cheap. And yeah, and that was why I brought up that story. It's like sure enough, you go and you get a vodka tonic, and uh, Mike actually got a Long Island. I, no, he got a Tokyo ice tea last time. And dear Jesus, they fill up this gigantic mason jar. Yeah, that could have gotten two people drunk. Indeed, I, and it was like cheap. It was I was, I was very <laughs> impressed. Yeah, it was like fourteen bucks, but it. Yeah. For a, if you go like you will have to get like four or five of those at a club to get that amount. No question. And then I got like a vodka. So, uh, no, no. So I got it like a gin and tonic. And um, God, it was like it was like gin, 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 splash of tonic. It was mm-hmm. Pretty crazy. Minimal ice. Yeah. And then it was pretty funny. You know, I was there with uh, obviously with Mike and his girl. And then uh, you know I was there with my girlfriend. And um, we went to this one bar. I forget which one. The Edge. Mm-hmm. We went to The Edge. Don't give up. Oh, my God. You give me all my best bars. <laughs> we went to The Edge, and it was hilarious because uh, there were uh, da, 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 da. There, there were two dudes who were dancing, right? Yes. One well, dude on the they're bar. They're performers. They're performers. They're not just two dudes dancing. They're performers. Yes. They in, were in, in uniforms. Right. So just just as, you know, guys, who hetero dudes, uh, just as, you know, if you were to go to, like, let's say, a Vegas bar, and you mm-hmm. see girls getting up on the bars and dancing cowdy ugly style, yeah. uh, you have the, the gay bar equivalent. Pretty uh, much. But 
it's pretty funny because like, um, <laughs> I mean, like this is just a he- one hetero guy's opinion, but in this particular bar, uh-huh. what you had was you had this like really hairy, out of shape dude uh, standing on the bar. He's wearing like, uh, what would you, he was wearing a, a baseball cup, right? Yes. So there's nothing the, in the back. He's got the big bulge in the front and then the straps on the back. There's, 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 there's nothing between ass crack and FYI. Right. And he had a really hairy butt. Like, it was, it was pretty gnarly. See, and that's why I ordered that really strong drink. <laughs> right. Because I, I usually get hit on when I go to the bars. Right. And then on the other side, you had this dude who looked like... Um, he doesn't work out. Huh? He definitely worked out. The, the, the other guy definitely worked out. Oh, the other guy, yeah. You have this guy who looks like uh, Chris... No, no, no. Not Chris Pratt. Um, uh, what's the guy? Uh, what's the guy's name who's in, like, um, Ant-Man? Oh, yeah, yeah, Paul, yeah. Paul Rudd. Yeah, yeah. You had this guy who looked like Paul Rudd. Who actually worked out even harder. <laughs> yeah. But it was just so funny because it's like, these are clearly not like the best looking uh, dudes in the gay community, but sure. it's, it's kind of like they just get anyone to get up there mm-hmm. and dance. And it's it's highly entertaining. Like, uh, our, our ladies were just like l- eating it up. They loved it. That's only for the, on that day. If you go on the early days, there's uh-huh. a variety show. <laughs> oh, at, at the edge? Yeah. Oh, okay, Super nice. fun place. But you have like right. the drag shows and you have like comedy nights mm-hmm. where you like have like questions. Right. And you have um, a drag queen who is like full, like fabulous, full on blown uh, costumes. Like it was like they, she knows you're not gay, right? And so she's singing, "Hi, honey, you want to come yeah. over and stay?" It's like I'm gonna, I'll stay right here with my girl. <laughs> and my girl will love it. Like they get uh-huh. so they had such a, a blast because oh, like you can just go to the bathroom and right. they know a gay would hit on them, <laughs> like hit on their boy, uh-huh. be fine. Oh my! But Lord. if they go to the restroom, and a, uh-huh. but if you go to a normal bar, a girl come up and talk to me. She's like, Where's that bitch at? Oh, my God. Mike, can you tell us about uh, somebody who took a liking to you when we were at the gay bars this last weekend? Oh, jeez. <laughs> um, how would I describe it? Uh, I think the person was dressed like a Beyonce golden hair wig with uh, with the 70s or 80s uh, female suit with the big shoulder pads. Right. And she was just like just rubbing my chest like, ah, so sharp. I feel like being cut. And my girl was just giggling. And by the way, it's uh, she in quotation marks. Right. Yeah. Oh, it was just, uh, she had like, a blast. And same thing with the person, too. So mm-hmm. for me, it was, it was just a fun night overall. Right. Yeah, but again, when you go there, you expect something like that, anyways. Indeed, indeed, yeah. Um, and then I would just say this like, while we're on the topic of uh, interesting bars with, uh, you know, uh, folks who uh, would, uh, like to dress in the other person, under other genders at uniform, um, there's a place called Asia SF, which is uh, <laughs> a very is. legendary SF place. It's actually a restaurant. They serve actually pretty nice food there, and it's um it's a bunch of um you know, I think it's both transvestites and transsexuals. Um, it's so you have these like gorgeous quote unquote women, right? And they're all like you know formal or biologically men, uh-huh. but they are like really good looking women at this point, right? Yeah, at this point you can't even tell they're they were men. Yeah, and um it's kind of a spoiler alert because if you I remember the last time I looked at the Yelp page for this place, one I remember bringing an ex there and she just loved it, like. Uh-huh. It's a really great and entertaining time, right? They put on a show for you and that sort of thing. Um, but it's it's so great if you look at the Yelp because everybody tries not to spoil the surprise. Um, because uh, if you look at Yelp, all the women are just giving it like five-star reviews. Like, oh my God, the women who, who work here are so gorgeous. We love them. This and another thing. There's nothing to even indicate what's going on there. And then one of my friend's moms, um, I remember when I was growing up in high school, um, one of my friend's, um, has a mom who's a nurse, mm-hmm. and um, she told us the story like around the time when we were in college, and uh, she said that um, she goes, yeah, I had the best time. We took a whole bunch of the nursing staff over to Asia SF for you know like a, like a holiday party or something like that, 
And um, one of the guy friends who was there, um, I guess at one point he was like really digging one of the the female uh, dancers that's there, right? And uh-huh. I say, quote unquote, female. Um, and um, at one point, like they're, they're like dancing and stuff, and he makes out with her. And then he comes back to the table, and all the girls, you know, like my friend's mom and all of the other nurses were laughing at him. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, yeah? You wouldn't be laughing if you knew what I just did. Like, what did you just do? I just made out with the hottest one here. Mm-hmm. And then they're just laughing even more. He's like, why are you guys laughing at me? It's like, you know that girl you just made out with? You mean the really hot one? Yeah, what about her? Well, that she's biologically a man. He's like, what? And then this is just a, a trick that that women just love playing on their male friends. So... I'm just saying that anyone who's coming to San Francisco, or if you already live here and you have not been to Asia SF, uh-huh. this could be a really fun opportunity in general to just go and have a great time. Or, you know, if you wanted to troll one of your male friends, that could be a fun thing too. Definitely. Yeah. But um, let's see. But anyway, uh, this is <laughs> this is not to say that we um, we still uh, we st- definitely still need to be able to get some some gay um, representative on the representatives show. on the show because yeah. we haven't been covering that, and it's true we need to. But uh, let's see, Mike, any other things that we need to cover in terms of, like, frustrations uh, in dating in SF for this particular episode? Listen, man, my, you, you guys know me. You listen to my sh- the show for, for us for a long time. My biggest frustration is that we don't have enough women or, like, hot women in the city. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> That's, I guess, my, my, my own bias term. Like, there's plenty of women. I'm not attracted to most of them, so I don't put up the effort. Right. Oh, you know what? Okay. Uh, I just remembered there is one other point we have to cover. Yeah. Uh, one of the complaints that's in this article uh-huh. is this concept of uh, men and women alike saying that dating in the city is very frustrating because everyone here is a transplant. That's not the complaint. It's because they are transplants mm-hmm. that they are oftentimes temporary. Sure. So people come here to chase the money. Um, like, let's say you're from the Midwest, uh-huh. for example, right? I'm, I'm from Michigan. I just got a job at Google in San Francisco. That's going to be a substantial pay increase. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go and do it. So they're only here for a little while. Mm-hmm. And then, you know what? They're just going to chase the next opportunity, sure. which could be anywhere, right? It yeah. might be in Seattle. It might be back in Michigan. Who knows? Yeah, um, Texas. Yeah, most likely, right? It could be in Austin or Raleigh or any of these places mm-hmm. that are booming right now. <laughs> um, and, and so men and women alike in the article are complaining. It's like, what's the point of even starting a relationship? These guys just keep going. And... Um, this is another one that I find interesting, and I'll ask you. Um, I have to just say that in, in my personal experiences, I have never known this to be a problem. Mm-hmm. I think that people who come to SF, at least in my experiences, tend to stay here for quite a while. Mm-hmm. That's true. Um, for I guess for people who have that mindset, dude, if you love the if, if guys, girls, if you love the guy or girl, go with them. Damn, simple mm-hmm. as that. Sacrifices, man. That's a great point. San Francisco is definitely not the only place. I'm yeah. trying to move to Japan, for for example. It's very hard, but exactly. you can do it. I just don't want to teach English, Mike. English? I just don't want to teach English. I'm too old to be teaching English at this point. You're perfect for that, man. Really? Teaching would be nice, but, you know, uh, I don't know if you know this, but going to Japan, the it's such a, a big pay decrease. But, of course... Really? Yes. Hmm. You should go to China. Uh, well, that's actually a great point, but... It's a bump these days. Yes, but I will say that living in Japan is a lot cheaper than San Francisco. Tokyo is a lot cheaper than San Francisco Fair. for living. Um, more fun. Yeah, how about how about in parts of China? Tons of fun. Ch- cheap to live? Hell yeah. Um, big city, the biggest one is like um, Shanghai. Two bedrooms, still $4,000. Oh my lord. Okay, that's so, Shanghai, so not cheap. Not that cheap, <laughs> but I, I would never live in Shanghai. I would definitely live somewhere else. 
Yeah, Shanghai is... Um, We've been there together. It's it, Exactly. Mike and I went there. We had a blast. But mm-hmm. we could both feel that we would probably run out of things to do. For, or or for die the, from, <laughs> fake, from our lungs. Fake exploding. alcohol and smoke. and yeah. Oh, my God. So me and I went to this one, um, one bar called The Mint. Mm-hmm. It was on the 40th. Mint. The and, Mint. And the I is a one. Right. Weird, right? Yeah. So we got in for free. Apparently, they were trying... Like, it's a VIP invite only to have exclusive, right? We got for right. free, whatever. It was like on the 60th floor. It was like on the top of a really high sky rise building. It's up there. And all the drinks, a fucking a simple well drink, like a vodka martini, uh-huh. um, a vodka soda mm-hmm. was 20 bucks. It was outrageous. And not only that, Holy but like... Holy crap. It was shitty. Yeah, yeah. Not only that, but for folks who don't know this, like I actually thought it was uh, a myth, um, but... There's a lot of fake alcohol in Shanghai and China, maybe in general. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I know I had originally heard this from one of my my girlfriends who was from from China. She goes, "I don't like drinking over there because it's like fake alcohol. You pay a lot and you you taste it and it's off, and then you feel weird and you're mm-hmm. not really getting buzzed. But the next day you're sick. Mm-hmm. And I yeah, it's rubbing alcohol. We experienced it firsthand. It's like that's horrible. They'll open up a bottle that is sealed of Grey Goose, mm-hmm. and you're like, this is not right. Yeah, and then you feel like crap the next day. Mm-hmm. It's very odd. However, <laughs> they did employ a ton of like fashion models. Working yes, there. from Eastern Europe. Right, and all these chicks were like six foot plus. Yes, and they were tall, like giraffes. Yeah, you know what's funny is I saw a lot of that in Vietnam as well. Really? Yeah, hmm. all Russians. Yeah, they would bring in a lot of women from Russia, uh-huh. and um, they'd pay them very little. And I um, know we could have took it. Like, listen, the amount they pay you that one night, we are <laughs> taking you for dinner and hang out. I did would enjoy that, right? And uh, I, I, I will just say comment on this one little fun fact. I um, I have found that uh, every country has very interesting qualities to it, of course, right? Um, one thing that I found very interesting about Vietnam is I went to some dance clubs. Hmm. They have some very, very high-quality dance clubs. Mm-hmm. And the karaoke clubs are like the most, um, how do I put it, like the wealthiest, most luxurious karaoke places okay. I've ever seen in my life. Sure. Um, but what's funny is the clubs that are in Vietnam, and I know we're going way off topic, so I'll keep it short, um, nobody dances except for these women who are brought in from like Eastern Europe. Hmm. Professionals like, they wow, sit there. In Vietnam. You just hear like, poof, 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 and So then, what's like, the exchange rate? Like, well, how much was it for like a drink? In Vietnam, hell expensive. Really, it was American price. Oh, uh, if probably more. Like, what? Let's just say, like a, a high end drink in San Francisco would be a fifteen dollar cocktail, right? That's well, that's a standard price. I don't know if I'd call it standard. No, not standard. Yeah. Any like really nice drinks? That's, that's a fifteen dollar. No, I mean you're not going to get an old fashioned every time for fifteen bucks. For example, I would say. 80% I would say time. I would say usually twelve bucks. Really? Yeah. It's you're you're you're. <laughs> you're 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 dime you're dime nickeling people now. You're like a dollar difference. <laughs> Three dollars, Mike. Sure, but this, like, who's better at math? No, me. Yeah, that's but true. But my my thing is like a normal drink, a cocktail is like ten bucks, right? Uh-huh. Fifteen bucks. That's a that's a big jump, right? But so okay. so okay we're, at the we're, Viet, at the the, the place in, in Vietnam, in like a Vietnam in a Vietnam club, uh-huh. you're gonna pay a really hefty uh, price to get through the door. Sure. And then the drinks are usually twenty to twenty five bucks. Is that the Gringo price? <laughs> no, 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 no. I was there with a Vietnamese friend. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we both paid that, and the drinks were like 20 to 25 bucks. Okay, wow. Yeah, it's extremely expensive. Was it worth it? Absolutely. Mm. Yeah, it's it's definitely an experience. But it's funny, because imagine you're in a really fancy, like, Vegas-caliber club. Sure. Imagine no one's dancing, uh-huh. and the music is way too loud. Like, sure. That's you know, in Asia. We experience yeah, it all the time. Yeah. But, like, 
it's so awkward to dance. It's like you're the only one dancing, so people watch you. Huh. It's kind of like when you were in middle school, and then all the guys are on one side, all the women are on the other. That's how it felt for me in Vietnamese clubs. Mm-hmm. But that's what's kind of fun. You can be the trendsetter. You start a dance, and if you can get exactly. other ones to join, mm-hmm. you just save the night. All I the was time. not able to do that. You you weren't? No. Dang. No. I'm, I'm always a life of the party when I go to those things. White guys can't dance. You know it. You need a dance, man. Just me, fun. I was fun. Okay. Hey, I got my date to dance. That's all that matters. Wait, you brought sand to the beach? Obviously. <laughs> Why wouldn't I? Okay. How dare you? Anyway, <laughs> Mike, um, we should probably close on at least some other note that has to do with the episode itself. Yeah, the article. Other complaints about SF. Like, most of these, most of the things on articles, like debunking. Right. Yeah. I would say, I would say the last thing I would throw out there about. Uh, why dating in SF sucks. Mm-hmm. Let's let's talk about something that's pretty popular in the news right now. Um, a lot of excessive drug use and you know crazy people in the streets. Well, that's nothing to do with SF, though. Well, no, but it's all over SF to the sure. point where companies will like move offices and stuff okay, like that, fine. right? Um, it, it it is for sure something that's will put a damper on an, on the night, right? You're like if you're coming out of Pandora, you know the karaoke joint, which we're just talking about, <laughs> you can get really sketch out there. Sure. Is this usually a common complaint about dating? Probably not, but it is one of the things that makes dating in SF less pleasant. True. Yeah. And smell, the smell of pee in general is usually <sighs> not the smell of romance. The worst, man. Yeah. We need to change that. Yeah. San Francisco apparently spends just like hundreds of thousands of dollars pressure washing the urine-soaked streets, and we still can't get rid of it. Mm, no. The more you know. Anyway, Mike, how, what is one suggestion you have for how we can improve dating in San Francisco? <laughs> I know what you're going to say. Don't date here. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say make the girls hotter. Oh, yeah. Bring more hot girls. <laughs> there should be a company out there just like import like Eastern, hot Eastern European girls. Oh, my God. Oh, they're, they're brilliant girls. I'm not talking about them. They're just like, they're like just there to be good looking. Like, all these girls in Eastern Europe, they're like, they're masters at math, at PhD, and science. Like, bring right. them over, man. Shit. That could be your next startup. Be sure to talk about that on a date. The women in the article really liked that quality. There you go. <laughs> All right, Mike, uh, how can people reach us? You guys can reach us at Mike and Mike podcast at gmail.com mm-hmm. and dating SF one on our Twitter. Yeah, that would be great, guys. Keep the amazing feedback coming and uh, tell us more ideas for episodes, questions you might have. Mm-hmm. We love mm-hmm. hearing from you. And uh, we have got to do what we always do on Friday nights when we record. We got to go hit the city. Yeah, more stories. More to crazy stories. Woohoo. All right, gang. Thanks again for listening. Talk to you soon. Ciao. Bye. Hey there, gang. Mike again. This episode was brought to you by our very own Dating NSF t-shirt shop. You want to find the sexiest t-shirts this side of the Mississippi and beyond? Well, look no further. You simply go to Amazon.com and then you search for the Dating NSF t-shirts and you will find them. They're the ones that look really sexy. Or if that's too much, you can just look at the show notes. There's a handy link for it there as well. But what you should do is go out and buy like 800 of these shirts right now because they're super cool, ultra sexy, and they support our show and allow us to keep doing this stuff that we love doing. So thank you very much, and please enjoy.